Welcome to the Encounter Jesus Podcast. I want you guys to think, uh, when you think of presence of God, what comes to your mind right away? What's your first thoughts um, that just um, come to you? So a couple weeks ago, I was, I already uh, sensed the presence of God was on my heart uh, to preach on today. Um, And I was doing laundry. Who knows? that God can speak to you while doing laundry, right? And doing everyday things. So um, I was folding laundry and I got Caleb's shirt out and I was folding his uh, folding his shirt. And uh, this was from uh, camp a couple years ago, his first year at camp. And he had such um, awesome encounters uh, in their cabin, right, Caleb, that year. And um, and so it's, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That was the theme verse for the whole summer camp that summer. And um, Lee says, often you, you learn uh, verses by music, right? And memorizing really helps. And so they had a song that they would sing, and Caleb taught it to us. Well, a few weeks, um, a couple of days later, maybe another week later, we were sitting, just the five of us, worshiping Jesus in the living room, and we started to uh, sing to the song that Caleb taught us, and the presence just dropped and rested there. And we just sang it a cappella over and over and over again. And um, it was just such an awesome time in his presence. So I want to invite you to stand on up. And it's just simple. It's just uh, it's just singing scripture is all it is. So I'll, I'll sing it and you'll catch it pretty quick and just sing to the Lord as we sing that over to him. I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken again. I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Keep going. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. One more time. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Yeah, so good. You guys can keep standing or go ahead and sit. Yeah, so good. And I feel like keeping um, our eyes on the Lord has become a life message for me. That is just, um, and really it should be with all of us, but I feel like that's something that has been indwelling in my spirit to then go ahead and release. And I love that that verse is an if-then relationship. If you look at it, as we keep our eyes on the Lord, he's at our right hand. And because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken because of that, right? I love the Passion Translation, how it says in the word picture there, because I set you, Yahweh, always close to me. My confidence will never be weakened. For I experience your wraparound presence every moment. So because it's a cause and effect word, right? Sarah, when you're having the kids circle cause and effect, we circle the word because. And um, (laughs) I do that in fourth grade a lot. Yeah, so 
because Jesus is close to me, he's always available. Because of that, my confidence is not going to be shaken at all. And then his presence, I love that. His wraparound presence is around me every single moment. So there's that cause and effect there. Well, Andy and Bill Johnson and John, I, I feel like you guys have the joke anointing to come up and hook with jokes. Well, I feel like I more have the picture anointing that God brings up old pictures. And so there's a picture of, this is a picture of Ethan. And um, someone in our youth group just candidly took this uh, candid picture of him. And, um, and he's probably about three there, two or three. And you can see that focus in his eyes, that intense focus and vision as whatever he's focusing on. And we sang about that today, right? God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. And right away, I love those uh, words that were put to there. It might have even been years later that I realized, oh, yeah, that's that's a song that, God, I look to you, right? And um, as kids are learning sports, we often say, keep your eyes on the ball, right? Keep that focus. Keep your eyes on the ball. And it doesn't matter if you're playing baseball, tennis, pool, football, right? Looking at that marching band, uh, the drum major, right? But when you hone in on your target, you're able to see more, but you're able to hone in. And so it doesn't matter if it's archery or the sniper. So you can just um, get rid of the distractions, and just keep your eye right on the ball. One of the things I didn't realize until uh, recently is I never thought I'd be a Hebrew word nerd, right? Um, and so uh, the word presence is the same word for face. Did you guys know that? I didn't. So the word presence means face. So we can even replace like his presence, his face, right? And I've often talked about Alex. You know, he started young, maybe six months. If he wanted our attention, it was grab both hands on our face, both hands. He still once in a while does it, right? And he wanted that eye-to-eye lock, that connection. He didn't want me talking to any of the other kids, didn't want me doing laundry. He wanted that eye lock to lock. And that's what the Lord wants with us, right? That eye lock to lock, gaze with him, being focused on him, right? Um, and getting rid of any of the distractions. And uh, when I was thinking, when uh, I was thinking about Peter, right? Because Peter, when he fixed his eyes on Jesus, that's when he walked on water. That's when he got out of the boat. And he kept that, um, that eyes totally on Jesus. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, worshiping and uh, just worshiping online. And in the middle of worship, the worship leader said, some of you don't need to get rid of being addicted. You need to be addicted to the right thing. That's so good. Yes and amen, right? Uh, and I see Tim's life is a total uh, life testimony of that, that um, t- totally transforming, right? Transformation. All right, so here's where I really want to um, start and land today. So uh, Bill Johnson has huge, uh, deep nuggets, right? Simple truths that just download. And so uh, just about gathering around the presence. And so he says, gather around the presence, not the principle. Let's say that together. Gather around the presence, not the principle. And then he says, principles are important, but it is the his presence that is transformational. Let's say that. Principles are important, but it is his presence that is transformational. It is his presence, right? That's above all. 
And uh, principles are important, right? Principles can help us in the presence. So we shouldn't get rid of those, but we need to savor the presence of the Lord. We can remember the principles. We can hold on to the principles, but we got to savor the presence of the Lord. And one of our cries of our heart for Tim and I is that we would be a presence-driven church, that that would be the focus, that it would be about him and his glory, right? And we often hear uh, the purpose-driven church, and I think those two can marry, but it has to be presence-driven, and that is the purpose of being presence-driven in him. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, presence, for everything you do flows from it. Now, there's a lot of uh, benefits um, from being in his presence and basking in his presence, and there's dozens, but I'm just going to hit on a couple today. So one is joy. Raise your hand if you like joy and want joy. Woo-woo, right? So Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore, right? So in, in your presence, Jesus, there is fullness of joy. Who wants to get rid of anxiety and fear, right? So in your presence, in his presence, all fear is gone. And then who wants rest and peace? If you guys could go ahead and open up um, to Exodus 33, we're gonna be here quite a bit. Exodus 33. So as you turn there, I'm just gonna give you some background on what was going on with the Israelites in Exodus 32. So uh, Moses is up on the mountain meeting with God, and Aaron and the Israelites mounted their gold earrings and possessions. And during that time, they built an idol of a golden calf, right? And so Moses comes down, of course, really mad and furious, and he breaks the stone tablets and throws them, calls the people corrupt, and, um, and God many times calls them stiff-necked people, Right? So if we, um, we look ahead then to 33, and at the beginning of the thir- 33, Moses and God are just having this dialogue like they often did. So they're dialoguing with each other. And um, God's telling uh, Moses, go to the land flowing with milk and honey. Lead those people there. Lead them. And um, Moses wants the blessing of God to go with him. And at this point, uh, a couple times there, it says, you are stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you even a moment, I'm, I might destroy you, right? <laughs> Raise your hand if with, uh, with your child or as a parent or uh, spouse, there might be moments. I, I got to back off, right? I got to back off at this moment. And uh, Billy Graham's wife, Ella just reminded me of this story, but Billy Graham's... Uh, Wife Ruth, Ruth uh, was asked, have you ever considered divorce? And she replied, what? Nope, but I did consider murder, right? So, so I, I see God in this place like, I can't go with you, I'll destroy you. So go ahead, and I want you to look at uh, verse 7. And verse 7 says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away calling at the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Isn't it awesome that we have free access to the Lord no matter what all the time, right? Um, but he, at that time, he sent up that 
uh, tent in the Old Testament. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. So they looked up at their leader, right? As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Isn't that beautiful? So that pillar of cloud would just rest there. And verse 10, whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshiped. And that's the beautiful part. Here they all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of their tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses face to face. There's that face to face as one speaks to a friend. And then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua said him none, did not leave the tent. That really uh, stuck with me there that Joshua, he didn't leave the tent. And I think you can insinuate or infer there that he stayed in the presence of God. He wanted to bask in the presence of God, right? And then let's look. uh, So going ahead, um, verse 12, Moses asked the Lord, okay, you said lead these people, but I want to know who you're sending with me because I want someone to come with me, right? And the Lord tells him, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. So there's this relationship that they have. And I'm going to go and he pleads, come with us, come with us. And I'm going to skip ahead to verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest, right? So the presence and the rest go hand in hand together. They both um, come and rest on them, right? Who knows rest is a weapon, right? Tim often says that, right? Rest is a weapon. And I think you can also infer that peace goes with that, that, that rest and peace go together there. And then verse 15 says, Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Because without his, uh, without his presence, he was saying, You know what? It's, it's not worth it. We want your blessing. We want... Um, we want you to come, right? And so raise your hand if you want the peace of God and the rest of his on you, yeah. So Philippians 4, 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So a couple weeks ago, Jim Baker from Zion Christian Fellowship, he talked about um, stepping into peace as though it is. Because often we don't necessarily feel peace, or you can apply that principle to other things too, healing, but you might not feel the peace, but you step into it as though it is. And as you step into that, no matter what's going on around you and no matter what you're feeling, that peace comes on you and it stays on you and it's just a blanket, but you have to step out and um, go into that peace first, right? So um, many of you guys know that I teach fourth grade in a public school, and, and I've been there um, at my same school for 22 years. And uh, last year in the middle of the year, principal took me and uh, my fourth grade colleagues aside and said, hey, we're bringing full-time kindergarten, uh, all-day kindergarten to the district for the first time, and um, So we need space and we need to move some things and we're going to realign the grade levels in the buildings. And so you'll be going um, to this building and then all the other buildings, uh, the teachers will be displaced uh, to either another building or definitely a different classroom. And 
So after, uh, after my principal said that this has been approved by the board, I just had such a peace about it. And uh, I went ahead and um, called Tim, which is unusual for me to call from school because I, I hit the classroom running and I end the day running, right? And um, so I just called and talked to him real quick. And then I got home and we talked about it a little more. And he goes, Jess, you're, you're really at peace with this. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just like just felt this peace on me to like step in. And then, so as I was uh, as I was packing up, you know, it's a lot of work to pack and move. Right. And so uh, packing up boxes and it was a pretty challenging uh, one of probably one of my most challenging years as far as behavior and things going on with parents and uh, staff members and things like that. But I just felt such a peace in that. And um. And so as I, I packed up, I just would receive joy and I just excitement of where I was going and that he had that. So, um, I just saw as, uh, things have started to unfold, just answers to prayer that I have prayed for my school and, um, my community there for a long time has started to come to fruition. So that was, that was awesome. And, um, as I prepared, uh, was preparing my classroom this year and, uh, getting ready. I just felt such a peace and joy. But one of the things I had to write a meet the teacher uh, thing and uh, basically just a little couple paragraph bio on me. And I felt strongly that I needed to write uh, my relationship with Jesus is really important to me. And this would go out to all the parents um, in our classes and uh, and that, you know, I'm active in my church, but the that Jesus is very important to me. And so um I gave it to my teaching partner because she was the one who was putting the template or putting it on the template. And she came to me and she goes, Jess, I went ahead and added, I changed mine. She goes, I added, I have a close relationship with Jesus as well. She said, because I, I didn't want them to know that it was just you, that I wanted to know that when they come on this team, they're going to see Jesus. And so, uh, and uh, we, like when we started our meetings together, I just felt led to start our meetings in prayer. And just uh, pray for the students and for um, the year and what God's going to do and put him as a priority first. And um, and my teaching partner would send back, you know, um, challenges for like, you know, the things that have been going around with 21 days of prayer for teachers and starting the year. But it's just awesome that when you step in, I had felt an authority come on me that um, to step into that place and to walk in that authority. And it's awesome that his peace does that and his presence of God does that um, when you step into that. So um, I want to go back just a minute to uh, verse 19. And it says, and I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. I will have mercy in whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion. There's that compassion, Becca on whom I will have compassion. But I just love that it's saying, you know what? I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. And so I see that as a displacement thing, right? So when we go into his presence, we give up our presence and his name is proclaimed in our presence. So uh, Stephanie Greitzinger, a lot of you know the worship leader, um, she was telling the story about her her daughter, Wonder, was at the dinner table and was praying to Jesus, we adore your presence. We give you our presence. Because I feel like there has to be an exchange, right? That 
we adore your presence and then we give you ours, right? And Graham Cook often talks about um, there has to be a displacement principle that when it was his son's birthday coming up, he would say, all right, you have all these toys on these shelves and in this room. Do you want more birthday presents? Do you want more goodness? Give up some that you have and then uh, um, then you can get more. But if your shelf's already stuff with our things. And I feel like that there's a, a displacement of things um, that God's calling each of us to maybe displace and to exchange him um, for his love and his mercy, right? And then I'm just going to go ahead, uh, the Exodus, I'm not going to read all of the rest, but verse 22 says, when my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. And of course, then, you know, he said, you can only see my back, but we, we have the opportunity to really see him and visit him face to face, right? Hey, Alex, you want to help me out, buddy? Okay, come on over here for a minute. Now, I didn't think I should mess with water in the microphone, right? So I'll let Alex hold that. But Alex, um, is the cup full? What would you say? It's full. It is? Yeah. Can any more fit in it? Some. Okay. So yeah, Caleb filled me a glass at the dinner table this week. And it literally, the meniscus was to the very, very top where I had to like get my head in. My hair was wet to like slurp off the top so then I could pick it up, right? So it's not totally full. I can still fill more in, right? So I want you to take this one. And why don't you do it at the side so they can see? And I want you to go ahead and pour that in to its full overflowing. Because we want to be overflowing with his presence. Like totally to the point. Good job. Yep. You can keep going and then put it down. We want to be totally overflowing with his presence where it just keeps pouring out, right? And full to the total top. So Tim and I were hiking uh, at Hocking Hills, and he wanted to drink of the water, right? So that's just the, <laughs> he missed a little, right? Or the photographer missed, as Caleb would say, right? Um, but the, uh, that's at Ash Cave, I think. So um, the water's coming down from Hocking Hills, and he's drinking that. So that's what we want the presence of the Lord to be, that to be totally, like, filled up constantly, right? Um, Romans. 1513, right? God's word is good, isn't it? No, may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. So I feel like with that cup of just staying in that presence and being immersed in his presence. And I feel like for a lot of you guys, um, some of you guys are going to school this week, right? And um, you need his presence, right? As you step into those classrooms or where you're going, God's going to give you peace. Some of you are uh, deciding maybe careers or where to go or some might be uh, have family situations going on. Some might be the mom sending their kids off to school or college and um, just that fear niggles in and God wants you to give them that um, and he'll give you that peace in the presence of God, right? So what, um, 
what I'm going to have you guys do is I, I'm going to have you guys pair up with someone else. And I ask you to be uh, a non-family member. And you can maybe do from this side of the room to this side of the room. And just match up with someone. And I want you to pray over them. Um, the presence of the Lord. You guys want to find a partner first? Would that be easier? So go ahead and try to do someone that you maybe haven't done the last week. Someone got that God highlights over you. And so what I want you guys to do is pray over um, the other person to have an awareness of his presence to wash over them, right? And increase the presence of the Lord to open up in their life. And to sensitize, these are just some directions, and then I'll let you go. But um, I feel like the senses of sensitizing those senses to be aware of his presence and deeper intimacy with him. So really pray that over each other, just a minute or so, a minute or two. And then when you're done, um, if you have time, you then can share how that prayer penetrated what stood out and uh, radiated from that, okay? All right, if you guys can finish up, if you have anything to uh, finish up your prayers, if you're still praying, and if you can, um, if you haven't already shared how that has um, just met uh, your heart in such a real way, go ahead and share that and then head back to your seats. Raise your hand if anything resonated in your spirit with that. Anyone right on with? different things, right? And resonated in such a awesome way. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and pray, Lord. We thank you that you created us for presence, Lord. You created us with presence and purpose. And Lord, you created us for us to be in your presence and to bask in your presence and to worship in your presence. We thank you without your presence. We are nothing, right? So we thank you for you. Yeah, we love your presence, Jesus. We love your presence. We love your presence. We love you, Jesus. You're what it's all about. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. And Lord, I just pray that we would step into a place where your presence is on us. That we stay um, in that embrace and bask in that presence. And I just thank you for that joy and that rest and that peace that comes. Lord, help us not um, to get distracted, Lord. Help us to hone in on the one thing to stay fixed eye lock to lock with you, Lord, that that gaze. And I just, uh, I just pray the blinders of anything um, not from you dissipates and that you give us clarity in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So blessings to you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out our website at EncounterJesusChurch.com. Blessings.